Good evening and welcome to another episode of a Totally Arsenal podcast. I hope you guys are having a good 2019 so far. I had a good 2019. How's it, guys? Due to the fact that uh, Liverpool will no longer be invincibles. Yes, that was actually a big sign. <laughs> <laughs> because I honestly thought if it wasn't going to happen against Man City at the Etihad, I didn't know where it would have happened, to, to be quite frank with all your listeners out there. Okay, so we talk now about actually the game to not really want to talk about. <laughs> But let's get this over and done with. Um, our trip to Anfield, uh, worst nightmare actually came to fruition. You know, as we we kind of had an inkling of, okay, not this bad, but okay. Um, I'll be just kicking it off with Aiden. Where did it all go wrong? Well, it went wrong basically by errors, simple errors. It wasn't the fact that... Una Emre set his team out wrong. I think he did the best he could have possibly with with the tools he basically had to work with. I'm not trying to cover up for Emre. I know he, he has his flaws, but I think the defending was woeful. I mean, to uh, we, we just had scored quite early on in the game. And in my head, it's, or I think in most Arsenal fans' head would be, you just solidify this, calm down. I was still, you know... Hugging my TV, celebrating with the team, and before four minutes later, we're two one down. I mean, isn't that rule rule number one? You're away from home against the top of the table team. You know, we scored. The, the fact that we scored that early, I was just thinking. Look, uh, sometimes like especially as say a very small team, you think okay, you score too early, you setting yourself up. But I think like you know, with our experience and and um, almost like you know the history of the club, and you know we are a big club. I really thought it was going to be a case of what we have, we're all for now. You know, just, yeah. you know, whether the storm, because look, we were just riding also our luck, if you think of the way the, in the like, you know, the manner in which the, the game started. Because look, they were from the off, they were already on our case, and we almost like sucker punched them to go into the lead when, they, when, when Maitland Niles stuck that ball in. And I just thought, okay, fine, because I mean, I was also going a bit crazy at them. But then, you know, it's like everything just got. You know, uh, we were our own worst enemy again. Because with that goal, that, that first goal of Firmino, you know, I was just having to look at it again. I mean, you know, it's, it's against a, a club that we love. I mean, our club that we love. But I mean, when you see the, the, the lead up to that whole goal of Firmino, you know, it's like Lichsteiner smashes the ball against uh, Mustafi's body. Of course, you know, the moment he smashes the ball in, into Mustafi, Leno is diving the wrong way. So, of course, that is when that Firmino comes up with that. <laughs> was it that one with a no look? No look, no look finish. And, and that angered me. And at that point, we go one all. And in, in, in my head, it's just like, okay, you know what? That goal we scored, we did get lucky to score. Okay, it's one one on his even. Let's just try to, you know, maybe slow the game down, not play to such a frantic pace. And before I looked up, I would just turned around to check something and I looked up and the ball is in the back of the net with the players sliding left, right and center like it's a, a ice rink. I mean, it was a calamity because, I mean, you, you saw Torreira laying sprawled out on the ground. Because, <laughs> I mean, he, he made, like, you know, he messed up in, a, in midfield when the ball broke because I don't know what he was trying to do. I, I don't know if he tried to spin off somebody and then he just, they just stuck out the foot, took the ball off him and then uh, Firmino was off. 
and then we like that, that that second goal, especially also what what was really annoying. It was we cleared I think a Liverpool corner, and I just thought, you know, that we're gonna push out in a like a type of wave. You know, everything worked out. Yeah. Work out in training in sequence, and it's like, how can I say the ball it breaks to Robinson or Robertson, and he just hits a like a, a cross field pass. I think it's probably a 30, 40 yard pass. And it goes, you know, it lands straight on Firmino's foot. And I mean, he just goes through. Yeah, it's, I, I think, um, to, like, going back to the Torino thing, I think he gets caught in position quite in, like, you know, I don't even remember that goal against Chelsea. I know there's a poor pass from, like I said, but Torino was also, you know, caught napping on the ball, like, in our, deep in our own half. So it seems like sometimes he's maybe a bit too lax on the ball and but, gets caught know, out. If you look at, at, at his performances after the Chelsea game, he looked more focused. And, and I think, you know, coming into the new league, look, I'm, I'm not making <laughs> excuses now, but I just think it's also now that fatigue, especially these guys who don't have that, that long, you know, that, that winter break. break. Stuff like that. Yeah. So it's like coming into a league where you're playing back to back to back to back. And, you know, it's not like maybe the mind is getting a bit tired or something where he needs maybe a break. But I think that was also one of these... Big uh, letdowns. And then, 32nd minute, uh, Mane receives... Oh, that was... A, the, the, actually, it's a cross. Yeah. Finds the ball for... Finds Salah. And then, I mean, he just squares the ball and, and Mane taps in. <laughs> Easiest pie. That was, that was shocking. And at that point, I'm still thinking to myself, you know, 3-1 down. I mean, there's still a chance, even though it didn't look like it, but it takes one, not, you know. I because I was just thinking of, of that, that seasons before we, we managed, you know, three, three draws and that stuff yeah. like that. And I thought my mindset was, okay, it's still on. It's still on with us. But uh, I, I think Arsenal just wasn't, you know, d- defensively they they weren't there. And I mean, to, to top it all off, like all their goals, like, and you've mentioned thus far, it was our fault. It wasn't the fact that Liverpool were that much better than us. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you had to keep our midfield going forward, maybe with a better defensive unit, yeah. maybe we could have walked away with something. But we, we are do kind of, I know we got a 5 one smashing and we are do like to kind of, you know, look a bit at the half, the glass half full is whereby Liverpool, I know they took their foot off the gas eventually, but they never really outplayed us. It was just, Ours, us being our own worst enemy. That that was it. Yeah, because look at that when we could now see out that that off also at three one down. As I said, yeah. it still could be a chance. And then you had Salah going to the box, and I mean at the moment Salah is actually getting on a lot of people's nerves. I mean it's like you know this this theatrics and that side. Obviously. I mean he's a fantastic player, but it's not like he's spoiling that reputation by you know everybody knows. If he comes in the box, you don't touch him because he's gonna yeah. tumble or whatever. And then I mean, uh, Socrates falls for the bait because I mean I thought to myself, yeah. you know, just jock him out physically. You're gonna be you're way stronger than him, so just jock him out, get uh, get goal side of him, and jock him out. You know, just get your body ahead of him. And I uh, then he tried like some weird sort of tackle, trying to like scoop it out from behind. And of course, Salah was just waiting for any sort of contact, and he goes down. And I mean, the ref had, you know, gave the penalty immediately. And I thought, oh, here we go. <laughs> and then, at, I mean, 4-1 then, I think that was when, almost like the wind went out of my sails with regards to that. Yeah, I think then it became a case of damage limitation rather than trying to get the result. And as it, you know, 
uh, Arsenal fan of a club of such a high stature, you don't go to Anfield with damage limitation. I mean, I, I look back to so many seasons where they were the ones that were afraid of us coming to Anfield when we used to come with the likes of Fabregas, Van Persie, Arshavan, Nasri. I don't like to go back to the past. I mean, now we went to um, Liverpool almost like we're trying to prevent getting a beating. And I mean, that's not how we should be going. Yeah, and that, that's not what Arsenal Football Club is about. And then at halftime, again, a, a, probably a four substitution with Mustafi having to come off because Yelny then comes on. Uh, you know, then it was like, you know, I thought, okay, at least if Kosielny now comes on, you know, it's almost like at least we're going to have a bit more, you know, in the locker defensively. Yeah. But still, they were poking holes still in our defense. Like, you know, some were half-hearted efforts at, at, at Liverpool, but they were getting chance after chance after chance. And you could actually see, it's almost like we were just riding our luck. It was like, you know, this this could even get to double figures because at times I think Leno was also pulling off some saves yeah. that were stopping us from getting a whipping in double figures. Uh, yeah. It was then completed on 65 minutes when Firmino was handed the ball after penalty was given to Liverpool when uh, Lovren was supposedly pushed by Kolasinac. Yeah. I was normal, like, in the normal penalty taker then decided to give the ball to Firmino so that he could completely <laughs> uh, it. Was, it was sad seeing uh, that fifth goal being smashed past us just to uh, have the salt in our wounds. Um, I mean, my final, my final point on the matter is control or delete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, I'm glad we done it Liverpool. That's that's all I can take from it. And the one positive is we only lost one nil in the second half as well. <laughs> uh small blessings, eh? <laughs> yeah. But okay. on the, like I said, on the like like the end of now, like I said, uh I think that was very much of naivety of the defense and the team. And I think maybe Emre did say something to them at you know, half time because they weren't as open. And uh, last point I want to mention is that I felt that Aubameyang should have at least, you know, gotten more involved in certain aspects, even though, like, his job was to be up front. But, you know, track back if you could see that the guys are, are struggling. Yeah. Okay, so on we move to the New Year's Day game. Uh, we played Fulham at the Emirates. Um, you know, it, it was also another kind of weird so set up to you know building up to the game because you got like uh Fulham, you know, conceded I think up there with the most goals in the league. You know, it is the moment, right? around at the bottom, you know, in a almost like a relegation scrap at the moment. Uh Arsenal, of course the morale still dented from the Anfield defeat. So, you know, going into the game, Arsenal made in uh three changes from the Liverpool game, uh, in came Guendouzi, Kossielny, and Lacazette. Um, also started the game on the front foot. I mean, I don't know how much of the game you watched, but, um, you know, started the game on the front foot. Uh, then all of a sudden, uh, again, a long ball. Totally yeah. in the works by us. Because long ball beats everybody. Cessinho narrowly misses because, I mean, it was a good run. And shot. Yeah. You know, man, narrowly missed the, the target. Um, the atmosphere, you could also sense, you know, the frustration in the crowd. I mean, 
not trying to, you know, uh, give the Arsenal fans too much stick because, I mean, you can understand also they also wanted a performance after, you know, that walloping we got. But you could also sense the crowd was flat. Of course, the performance was now also, you know, a bit shaky. And then, of course, you had a, a so midway in the first half where Arsenal just started getting sloppy with the passes. Xhaka was having, you know, he's, As usual. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was half-hearted eating passes or trying audacious stuff and it kept on getting intercepted, you know. But not just him, the, it was like throughout the team. Gundozi was getting caught on the ball. Oh, oh, like, you know, whatever could go wrong was going also wrong because, you know, of course, you heard that the ground, every, every ball passed back, you know, when Arsenal were trying to uh, go forward, but, you know, all the channels were closed. But if they passed back, you could hear the groans and moans starting in the in the crowd. And I just thought to myself, you know, this is also not helping the, the situation. But then deadlock gets broken on the what was the 25th minute when Alexi Wobie, a fantastic cross into the box. You can hear, I think you could have actually hear um, Xhaka give the shout to Lacazette to leave the ball. And then the ball came to him. He, could, he had all the time to control and then stick the ball past Sergio Rico. One or wasn't that one of his? Wasn't that his first goal in the box for the club, or like actually, or because he? No, I don't think it's maybe the first, but he's normally somebody that eats those long ranges. So there's a maybe he's taking a, a book out of Lampard over there. There was late runs into the box. Exactly. Um, even though we took the lead, uh, we were still in the festive mood, and we started just yeah. uh, dishing out gifts again. Um, chances coming for Schurler, blazing over the bar, yes. close range. And then uh, Mitrovic also getting a free edit, just testing uh, Leno with an easy save. Uh, the last five minutes of the first half, Arsenal now, you know, started flexing their muscles a bit more. Uh, something you're probably not going to want to hear again, but Aubameyang again misses a near post header, glancing at White under no real pressure. And then uh, Lacazette then also pulled out... Uh, they had a good shot at, at Sergio Rico, keeper of, of Fulham, made a pull of a good uh, stop there. Uh, second half, Fulham come out actually with more confidence than I actually expected because I was I thought they were gonna you know just sit there with a bit of a storm, but they came full out at us. Uh, but uh, at, in the fifty-fifth minute, like I said, bags his goal of the game, second yeah. of the match for Arsenal. After a fantastic Colasinga assist, you know, unselfishly, you know, fortify the ball to him. He makes a massive difference out wide in mm. attack. Only in attack. I mean, if 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 you could get his position covered, maybe you could use him you now as a wide attacker if you get the left back as well. If you see a tough away game as well, him and a left back behind him. Then we have again a hint of laps, midfield laps as well, because the ball gets lost in midfield. Breaks out wide where Sesimio, it's a fantastic cross, you know, cross field pass, like a low drive across the box. It beats all three center, uh, all three center backs in our defense and it reaches the substitute Camaro, just taps in from cl- close range. Two one. My question, my question to you, and I think you also mentioned it was where was Colasinas? Because isn't that these guys that's coming from the right hand side? So for a left back, I mean, you need to watch behind you or not let the guy get the steal on you. So that's something that needs to be worked on in his defensive game because it cost us once again. I think we were also chatting some. We touched on it in that in the uh, 
at the mid mid season report of the club that we did the other day. Because in that with this goal now that was scored by Fulham, that Kamara guy, he actually allows they actually show he's the one that's supposed to mark him, you know, be close to him. Because yeah. even though it evaded the, the the two in the middle, he should have been since he was more played as a as a center, left sided center back for parts of the game. He allowed that ball to actually go in, you know, like go past and that man, the guy, uh, Kamara, could actually slip past him. Because, you know, I, I thought to myself, okay, get at least some sort of part of your body ahead of him or, you know, just even if you obstruct him somewhat, but just get some part of your body in front of him. But again, he's totally switched off when it comes to the defensive side of the game. I think thereafter followed a very controversial moment with a substitute of Lacazette of Aaron Ramsey that the crowd sure made it known that they weren't happy with Emery. In a way, I find it somewhat unfair because, look, at, uh, I know Lacazette was doing a hell of a lot because personally, I, I, my thing would have been, I would have actually taken Iwobi off since, look, he doesn't normally take... Aubameyang off. But I mean, yeah. I thought to myself, okay, uh, it will be look somewhat, you know, naked. So I would actually take him off. But when they took now Lacazette off, I thought, okay, there must be some sort of, you know, back backup plan to this thing for, you know, to bring Ramsey on. But that said, Ramsey came on, started, you know, being a bit more fluid in midfield, getting through, and then also scored a, a good goal after... <laughs> <laughs> and Aubameyang, <laughs> so a lax attempted goal. You know, he poked the ball. I think against the post. And yes, and I think prior to, to that, also he tried to chip the keeper or something like that. Or going towards him, pass, mm. and it, like you know, hit the keeper as well. So it should have been another chance to bury. So we ended up taking the lead with that Ramsey strike three one, and I think that moment also took the game finally away of like from Fulham because. You actually see that, that 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 little bit of tenacity that they had to the game, bit of fire that was somewhat you know dampened, and then you could see Arsenal now you know notice also that and all all of a sudden the pace also picks up the crowd somewhat picked up a bit you know since they now saw okay yeah the substitution actually was valid, and then uh, on the in the eighty third minute, Aubameyang makes it four one when he's uh, scored from a Simple Socrates pass. I didn't expect him to be that high up the field, but okay. Yeah. Best the ball pass to the goalkeeper with, I think, slight aid of a deflection. At the end of the day, I think the result did kind of flatter our performance. Like, it, it, I don't want to be critical, but we were yeah. lucky to win for one as weird as it sounds. Yeah, because, I mean, I... I just think at the moment we don't have that fluidity to our game, and that is what not at all. Causes, yeah, it, it causes also that frustration in the crowd, and I think it's like somehow there should be, you know, a sort of balance because you know where the crowd was driving us on before, they also sense look things are not something's not running right in the team, and I mean for me it's almost like it's spilling from you know sometimes with a goalie because I noticed also like Leno wasn't really picking out the passes and. He was getting flustered very quickly because everybody now knows, you know, this is now the way Arsenal play. This is how we're going to frustrate him. And they were almost like cutting off all these, you know, the, 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 uh, you know, the uh, 
uh, center backs on the edge of the box, on either side of the box. They were already cutting off that channel for him. So the only one he really had to do was the long ball, which was like going straight over to the goalkeeper of, of Fulham. Or when he was trying to go for the touch lines, it was always going out of play. So, sometimes at times like this that you need a, a kind of a plan B striker, like you know with the Olivier Giroud, like you know sometimes Arsenal when they were struggling in games, they would just use him and just use him to like you know bully and use as a battering ram against the opposition defense. We don't have that at the moment. It's just like if our you know, pretty through ball stuff don't work, we how do we break through the team? I mean, you can see it. Lacazette and and Aubameyang are trying. They you know when they. Yeah. Do- that flick ons and stuff, but you can see they're not winning all. Not that it's them, but you can see it's like the the height they have. Like there's a big, you know, height difference between them yeah. and the traditional Premier League type centre back. So maybe we do need like a, a this lump up front that can yes. you know, win that that sort of balls, bring it down, bring even have the two of them where you you have like you know a little a tall lanky striker spear the attack, and then you let. The two of them play almost like also as 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 uh, you know strikers. Yeah, like just playing off him, almost allowing him yeah. to like you know um, win aerial ball and just you know run off him because that can also be a dangerous thing to have with like the two of them behind uh, a main striker. Good, then you have your pace out wide. So maybe it's something we can do: just stop gap in January, just to add something different, you know, to to the squad so we don't have another you forward. Know, with regards to. Our game now, look, we know wrapping up that game now as well. But, you know, watching now the as a neutral, the Man City-Liverpool game last night, I mean, you can actually see why these two teams are, you know, where they are. I mean, I, yes, I know I'm not trying to also ever go too much at the club because I know we are in a situation where we're transitioning and we also have to now uh, compare, you know, you can't also compare our finances to the cities, the Liverpools or whatever, because look, they've had time to you know, Pepe's time to mold that team. Uh, so has Klopp. But what I, what I'm just saying, what you do miss when you look at at that, especially now the midfield of Man City. When I look at somebody like Fernandinho, he's not a flash player. He's a tough, you know, tough, tough, tough tackler. But I mean, I was watching him, discipline, discipline, discipline. You know, when when there were times when Man City were getting overrunning the game, and that Fernandinho was acting almost like a fifth centre-back or a fifth defender. He was just plugging, you know, nothing. I'm going to try to dribble in my box or whatever. He was just backing that ball as far forward as he can just to get the, you know, the, the pressure off him. Because And that, that's the Raiders' job, actually. But, I mean, even like sometimes when, when Jaka plays, I think that is also where he gets found out. He tries these little passes in and around the box, which, I mean, gets either intercepted or he somehow misjudges something and it puts, you know, the, the, it's like a domino effect where it like, you know, goes onto the centre-backs, goes onto the goalie, and then we're sitting in dire straits again. But it also showed you, like, I know one, it's a good point you mentioned of the, you know, the discipline of Fernandinho, but then you can also see it, we're also missing those lightning-quick wide players as well, because mm-hmm. your, your attack, your defence to attack is so much quicker if you just hit one wide ball and a player runs the defence, you're turning the whole team almost to chase again, because there's a pace, but it's almost like Arsenal doesn't have that besides Aubameyang, and if he doesn't get involved in the game, we don't have another guy that can take defence on, you know, like, with pace, so I, I do feel we need to sharpen that area up as well. How many times have we now been now done this season? I mean, I think you actually lose count on your hands how many long balls 
have been hit against us, whether it's even of the, the lower league teams they've played in the in the Carabao Cup and stuff like that, they outdo us with these long balls. And I mean, we keep on conceding, conceding, conceding. It's almost like the clean sheet is becoming a rarity at the club. Yeah, it's 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 um the competitive mentioned when Fulham score, they say like surprise, surprise, once again Arsenal has no clean sheet. Mm. It's quite embarrassing. Yeah. yeah, but you know, hopefully we work on it in twenty nineteen and you know, bears fruit eventually. Um with regards to our next game, we play Blackpool tomorrow in the FA Cup away. It should also be again uh, a weird game because there's also trouble happening in Blackpool at the moment between the club and the fans. I don't know if it's based on you know finances or ticket issues. Oh yes, it's actually uh, about that as well. Yeah, so there could be also protests going on during the game because Emery was already asked what's going to be not only his thoughts on that. I mean, he didn't give too much thought into that with regards to the protests and that. But uh, he said, you know, we're going to go again full, like near to full strength, throw in a few youngsters, have probably some experience on the bench. So should be a good game tomorrow. Um, other thing I want to mention also, uh, latest transfer news, uh, Aaron Ramsey signed a pre-contract with Juventus, making him, I think, the second highest earning player at Juventus after Cristiano Ronaldo. So, you know, I wish him well. I mean, I personally hope he, you know, gives us all the last, you know, four or five months of his Arsenal career. It's, it's, it's going to be a bit of a tricky one. Yeah. I also wish him all the best. Obviously, you didn't leave in, uh, you know, um, so bad, you know, the bad taste in all Arsenal fans' mouths. But I do feel that, um, yeah, I just hope he doesn't try to, you know, you know, save himself for the new season at Juventus. So let's hope he, you know, like you mentioned, keeps all his 100% to Arsenal. And I think everybody will then be, you know, happy to see him go and wish him all the best. Okay, so we'll pull a, put a wrap on the podcast now. I wish you all a fantastic weekend. I hope we get the win to go to the next round of the FA Cup. We deserve it. <laughs> Hopefully that everybody, you know, gives the all for the game especially the youngsters that will come through. But hopefully there's also some, uh, you know, those players on the injury list that also slowly make the comeback into the squad as we go into the rest of January. Hope you guys Uh have a great weekend. Bye. Bye, guys.